Hi. Can you get close to the mic? It's quite quiet. Uh, like that? Yeah, it's just... It's... That's... That... Is that... I don't think I can yeah. get... I can't get any closer. I've had a big lunch. I'm exhausted. I'm nervous. <laughs> Why are we so nervous about this? Because... Um... Don't feel worthy. <laughs> cool. That's what it boils down to. <laughs> do you worry we're wasting his time? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do. Yeah, I feel like yeah. I feel like you're going. Why am I doing this? Again? I know. And I'll be like, Yeah, why are you? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Can we keep this to like? I've got to get all this out and tell him. <laughs> Can we keep this to about seven minutes? I don't feel like um. I just hope, uh, it's just, I've, I think you've mentioned it before, I've just got that worry that he's just staring at us <laughs> going, oh, who are these imbeciles? Peril wankers. <laughs> <laughs> Peril wankers. Please don't think that. <laughs> Please. Right, have you got all the questions? Fucking, we're so nervous. Have you got all the questions? You got the yeah, well, I don't want to have. To, I don't want to just. <laughs> oh, I've just got to come out and tell him straight away that I want to I'm not very good at this. And <laughs> I was thinking that I really we just did we did a we did an interview for one of our other podcasts earlier, and I <laughs> I genuinely thought at one point I said, "Oh, I think I'm a really bad interviewer." <laughs> yeah, I'm hanging on for dear life every minute. Christ knows what Parky was like. Well, I watched a bit of Norton after that one we just did. Did you? Yeah. To try and learn <laughs> yeah, how to interview yeah. people. <laughs> and he's, how does he do it? Well, for a start, he's, his body language is so relaxed. And he's just got a little three-second quip like that all the time. But it's not long. It doesn't sort of stop the flow. It's a little, little dart. It doesn't sort of... Cause I'd, what, like this bit now? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Because your head started to tilt as you're looking at me going... It's the questions when you sort of find yourself, right, what is the question I'm trying to ask so, after asking Yeah, and do you know what I hate is when you go, so Joe, and I go, oh, no, why are you... I say, so Joe. No, no, it's like you said earlier, like, like basically go to a question, but just you throwing to me, which should be fine. I never throw to you, do I, in the interviews? Yeah, come, but no, it's not it's a bad thing. It's just my panic. I just go, oh, no, now I've definitely got to do something. Oh, right. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. I'll do it to you, you as well. There was a moment in the last interview where <laughs> oh, it was coming to the end of an answer. And I was like, and you were bang with the next one. It was great. Oh, was like it you good? Th- oh, yeah, right. no, you obviously think about, right, what should I ask? Yeah. And it, but it was seamless. <laughs> one time at the end of the interview. <laughs> no, no, during the interview. <laughs> no, like I said, it was coming to the end and there was one question. <laughs> so for 54 minutes, it was... Why is it like a pregnant pause for a second, like unbearable? <laughs> I don't know. Because it doesn't feel like a conversation, that's why. It feels like an interview and you want it to feel like a conversation, don't you? Yeah, but you can have you can have silences in conversations, can't you?
I'm not, I'm not going to play this game because I, I want to sort out these questions. Because you also thought, I know Joe will break because I wanted to so badly. I hated even doing that. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. Right, I want to sort out these questions. These questions are sorted, aren't they? I hope so. I mean, <laughs> I just, I've just got to make it clear to him. that Does everyone know, have I mentioned who we're talking to? No. We're talking to Steve Davis. For- we're fucking talking to Steve <laughs> Davis! Right, listen. Why is he on chat a <laughs> Flipping hell! Okay, let's just have a little... God, it's like talking to... Oh, I don't know. Steve Davis. Who's it like talking to? Steve Davis. Steve Davis. He's the example you'd say if you were talking to someone else. This is like talking to He's Steve... He's one of the greatest sportsmen ever. I know. He's got an OBE. Ever. Uh... Where's his professional career? Early career. Masters champion the last... Fucking hell, he's been the world champion. So Who's, who's that uh, surreal one-liner comedian? Um, Begin with M. Oh, Mitch Hedberg. No, the British one. Milton Jones. Yeah. Have you heard his joke about having an MBA, OBE and being an Earl? No. Yeah, he's an earlobe. <laughs> <laughs> Can't use that on his next tour, can he now? (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh my god, Steve Davis is here. Oh Oh god, please, please, Joe. (laughs) Don't throw to me straight away. Oh god, I feel like I would have gone a curtsy. (laughs) Wow. God, I'm so nervous. Join. Hello? Hello? Got it. Got it. Wow. Being recorded. Got it. Where are you? We can't see you. Oh. Uh, are you uh, really Steve <laughs> Davis? No, no, no. no but I've got hey! Well, oh my fuck gosh. me. It's I've got Steve shit Davis. lighting, though. Oh. I, I'm not set up for it all. <laughs> oh. How are you oh. doing, right? Yeah, what, on you, what on earth have you stooped to this level for? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we were saying about you. Yeah, oh. well, okay. we thought you'd been bullied into it or something. Which. <laughs> Bloody hell! No, I, I, uh, no, 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 no. Is my microphone sure? right? Oh, well, you sound good. Well, okay, fair enough, right? Okay, yeah, right, I, I do okay. apologise. My my background is, you know, I've never, I didn't go, I didn't embrace the Zoom world when it happened. Don't honestly, don't worry. Yeah. I'm wearing dungarees. Don't worry about I'm really it. I'm embarrassed by the size of my mic now. <laughs> I'm, yeah. Listen, I'm in awe. I watch. I watch. I watch. I know you. Oh, bloody hell! Do you? What's I fucking Steve doing? Steve Davis knows who we are. Steve Davis. Are we recording now, aren't we? Of course. We are, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry, is that right? Can we yeah. can we say to begin with that we're terrible at podcasting? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we want well, to be honest. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm I I have not worked it all out yet, but um no. No, 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 we're not we're not very good at asking questions or yeah. or That's listening. Good. <laughs> I've, I've run out of answers now. I've been, I've been oh, answering right. questions for so long. I mean, oh, I just, we did um, think that we were like, how do we? How, <laughs> we, how do we make this less oh. boring for you? No, but, no. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I don't. Do I assume it's off the back of the this thing that's just happened in Sheffield or not? Well, uh, this, this, what the tournament, this interview. Yeah. No, no, no. We because we were on the podcast a few months ago. We were watching the Gods of Snooker. Oh, right. Okay. And we kept talking about it because we love the documentary. Yeah, yeah it's good. And then it? we were just saying, wouldn't it be amazing to get Steve Davis? Because I used to pretend to be you. 
really <laughs> came in early did with you, that david did you have a wig did you have a wig or a mask <laughs> yeah i used to go into like morrison's with a queue and no i didn't <laughs> <laughs> morrison's oh honestly it's yeah, a joy to have you on the podcast oh, well, well 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 thank you very much for inviting me I, I, yeah um we, we well, that's what... it then should we go because yeah that, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 honestly <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly I, I, uh... just get a quick screen grab and we'll be good <laughs> I don't know what to say now. I'm no, really, no. But... <laughs> I'm drying up. Well, <laughs> we won't expect you to feel for her. Okay, to 64, I suppose you're supposed to dry up, aren't you? Are you 64, Steve? Oh, you don't look it. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. What's it like being 64? <laughs> it's bloody awful. Is it? Oh, it's terrible. No, it's honestly. I'm 48 and I, I'm not no. enjoying 40. No, don't do it. Uh, I'm, no. I'm trying to work out a way to not bow out gracefully. Right. Yeah. I mean, just sort of like, yeah, maybe that's all the DJs. Yeah, I'm just going to go out. I'm going to end up like in a puddle in Glastonbury. Well, when I heard, when we heard you DJing, I thought, where's he finding the energy uh, to... Well, IPA, you know, <laughs> yeah, percent as it's I'm moving through the gears of that. Now. I'm trying to resist... <laughs> no, but actually, my my um my after world championship resolution is to have no beer at home. There you go. Uh, right. Okay. No, fair. Fair. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know. Have a lockdown. Well, not lockdown. even on a Friday. Hmm. Not even on a Friday. Oh, oh, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Friday. Yeah, but Friday. I mean, you know, the other days at home. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's people round. Unless it's got people round. Yeah. Or they saw it on the telly. So when you're doing your DJing, yeah. are you good to going around the country? That's sort of how it, how it works a bit. Well, uh, well, I invite lots of people to come to my house, but <laughs> they don't want to travel. No, no, <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, so we usually go to them. Um, yeah, but where do you find the energy? Uh, well, British Rail, Diesel. Uh, 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 um, uh, you... Well, do you know, I mean, like, it's like a bit... I suppose if I was going to say one thing that you, you wouldn't think of me that I've tried to, you know, when you try and work out yourself is I suppose because what I did, uh, you're a little bit of an adrenaline junkie. Like, yeah. Playing, I mean, the, the buzz of playing snooker was like just incredible. I mean, like, you know, and I didn't really know that at the time because obviously I was, I love the game, but then of course it's all about the competition and getting ready for that. And, um, and obviously when that stopped, uh, not that it was a plan to DJ or to do anything like that, but it, doors opened bizarrely at the same time. It looked like it, yeah. it was planned. And the next minute I was having a, a buzz in a completely different way. I mean, our, our second ever, we, we DJed um, in, a, in a, um, the tap room of a brewery called Red Shirt Brewery in uh, Bethnal Green. It was put on by a friend of ours. And then the next minute was um, a, two guys from something called the Block Weekend, which is a really good electronic music festival that was held down in Minehead at, at Buttons. Yeah. They said, do you want to come and play? We went, well, we don't really play techno, but we'll come and play some stuff. And they went, we, we don't want you to play techno. There's enough people doing that. We want you to play something, you know, in the pub part, which is a bit, you know, as a foil to it all. So we well, we could do that because we, you know, we got a cross-section of stuff. BBC iPlayer did a, a little documentary on it and the next minute, the phone started ringing, what? and our, sef- our second ever gig was Glastonbury Fuck in the in the Stonebridge Bar, which is five hundred capacity, 
and we were totally crapping ourselves. But, you know, we should have said no, but we did. We went, let's go for it. So we were straight in the deep end. And from then on, the phone started ringing more and more. We went, well, why not? It's a laugh. Yeah. When you said you were crapping yourself, what? how similar was that to you walking out at the Crucible or something? Similar. Was it a different? Was well, it really? Same. It's the same butterflies in the stomach. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, and I, and I, and then, and then sort of, you know, the, the next minute is you're, you're starting to sort of, you know, you learn the profession of trying to do it as well as you can, but you still get the nerves before you go out. So we got off to a flyer. I suppose it didn't, it didn't hurt that it was a bit of a novelty that I was involved. Um, and how long after had you given up snooker at this point? Yeah, I retired. Yeah, I'd retired sort of 2016. And it, yeah. it was, I think it was the 2016 Glastonbury and the 2016. So you didn't give yourself much time off then? I think it's time could... for a new massive career. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, go well, on holiday, no, Steve. No, <laughs> no, the last five years of my professional career, I'd, re- I'd already retired, but I hadn't actually said it. So I was, I was, uh, I was just basically going through the motions of turning up, getting beat, wishing the guy the best of luck in the next round, and then going home. Well, that is one of our, what. What happens at that point? Is it the dedication to the game? Because it, nah. is it what is it? What 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 means that you start to get beat? Well, well, I mean, you fall. I mean, you slowly fall into pieces uh, from at a certain age. I don't know when that is. And obviously you can push back the tired as Ronnie O'Sullivan is at the age of 46, still yeah. fit. So, but I think it does depend on everybody's uh, DNA, their, their sort of background, when they decide, when they start to fall to pieces. Pack up, basically. Uh, yeah. And, and um, the thing that probably, you, well, it's not physical. You need to be, you need to really be good at, you know, your central nervous system seems needs to be, absolutely rock solid so you can probably wow. you can probably push the clock back a bit by really keeping as fit as possible but somewhere yeah. down the line your arm doesn't do what you want it to do Simple and then um yeah and then you, you know uh, and then somewhere down the line obviously you you fall over three times and your kids put you in a home so <laughs> oh you know we're Did on you that keep having falls at the cruise <laughs> steve davis has had another steve, fall ron is helping him up bless him um, <laughs> <laughs> they, they cover it up really well, uh, yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> and um, yeah, it's it's, it's quite the the the, um, the acoustics at the Crucible are really good, so it doesn't clatter a lot when you do fall. Oh, that's good. It's all quite plush. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I don't want to see you have a fall, Steve. No, nor do I. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure at, at Glastonbury, uh, and, and fingers crossed, we we get back to doing some festivals again. Yeah, I don't mind falling over at Glastonbury. It's great. Is there no Glastonbury this year then? Yeah, there is, but I mean, they, oh. what they do is they book, they book. Well, no, they book all the bands, yeah, and they get they book all the bands, and then yeah, for the main, I think this is how they do it. They book all the bands, and then closer to the date, then they go. Well, we need to we need to fill it up with DJs and other little bands, um, and then you know, like perhaps two hours before Glastonbury starts, you get a phone call saying, "Do you want to do it?" You got the car packed. They've got, they've got, they've got, they've got absolute. You know, they've got you. It's, and it's a wonderful thing because, of course, you do because it's great fun. It's all. Yeah. I don't know if you've, have you ever been? Because I've never been. Yeah. Until, yeah it's just. Have you? It's something for everybody. It's brilliant. But then there's so yeah. many great festivals. You know, so they're all fun to do. But um, that one's obviously, you know, historically the best. But so, we, so when you're DJ, there are times when you're thinking, "How have I got here?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that used to be that snooker as well, though. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, yeah, but in the heat of the moment, you're just enjoying the music. 
Yeah. I'm not, we're not, I mean, me and my mate do it together. So Carlos Tarabi, uh, we, 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 we didn't DJ because we wanted to be DJs. We, we just love the music because it's sort of an extension of doing a radio show. So it's been you. a passion for. Yeah. Uh, so, so our, our plan is we try to play music that people haven't heard and yeah. get them to dance to stuff they've never heard before, which is quite a tough brief. So where do you find that music then? Oh, uh, it's well, yeah, sort of internet legwork or just the fact, you know, recommendations and stuff. And you stumble upon a track that you've listened for years at home, disregarded it as a, a listening track. And you go, oh, actually, that works as a dance track. Right. It wasn't the one I liked off that album for listening to, but that one works. And so you re, you, know, you go back through your, your, your sort of catalogue and find things and go, oh, there's another one. So that's so how you have works. musicians send... Sometimes to you now. Yeah, sometimes yeah. nice, but I mean that was when we were doing a radio show on a local community station in Brentwood called uh, Phoenix FM, and that was happening a fair bit. But um, the DJs, yeah. So we sort of don't pander to. Well, sorry, I got email. I do apologise. Oh, no, don't, don't worry. worry. Um, no, don't worry. Um, I'm probably buzzing. We, we don't. Um, if somebody comes up for a request, we haven't got it. We are, we're not we're not tapped into Spotify and, and you know. We, we only play what we want to play. So we're, we're sort of not wedding DJs. We, we decided maybe we're divorced DJs more. Right, right. <laughs> the spectrum. Uh, but yeah. if anybody had told me after I stopped you know, doing my day job that I was going to have so much fun doing something else, uh, I'm just ridiculous. Well, yeah. well, our first question was going to be, are you worried that it's a bit of a cliché going from being a snooker player to a DJ? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we were. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I um, it's a it's a world of people that don't are not particularly interested in talking about snoo- snooker. So I quite like going there and just talk about music. So what's your fan, what's your fan base of, of the of the DJ? Is it all ages? <laughs> you get a few people that used to come to the Crucible, kind of. Couple. De- a couple, but the Venn diagram crossover is very very. I think perhaps a line's just. Yeah, there might, be, yeah. There, might be, yeah. <laughs> there might be a gap actually a millimeter even less. Than, Someone's yeah. come through the wrong door. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> uh, but then, but then, what we like is the fact that for the vast, yeah, you know, say you're on for two hours, yeah, you know, and obviously everybody starts to leave after the first fifteen minutes. But, um, but then, but there won't be everybody. You know, there'll be a two or three people who go, "Wow, I like that one. What's that?" Yeah, and they're the yeah. ones. That, that's the ones that you build like an audience. Yeah, they're the ones you do it for. So we, yeah, you know, we start off our DJing sets with. Uh, a variety of different amounts and end up with three people. Joe, I haven't told Joe I did some DJ. Oh, about... no, you haven't. When was, yeah. this? when was this? This was in 1994. Previous life? I, I was just... <laughs> I was just an aimless 19, 20-year-old. You can see it. And, um, with a dream. With a dream. And oh, I wanted to play... I was playing some Diane Ross... Oh, you went in heavy then? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? But what I did was, oh, dear. Uh, I put the put, put the track on. I was trying to be really cool, and I was in my local pub, and so no one was giving me a damn about it. But I was really trying to be cool and playing songs that they hadn't heard. And then I got another got track. record. I got a record, and I wasn't watching what I was doing, and I just put it on the record that was playing. <laughs> so <it> was like, <laughs> That's the first. Yeah, that's an awful <laughs> thing to do when you're DJing. Yeah. So the needle just scratched off. That's that's, that's quite out there. Have you ever done that? Stuff? <laughs> uh, I, I've taken. I've, I've stopped the record we're playing. That's awful. 
Have you? Oh, I mean, it's it's an advert for not having beer when you when you're DJing. <laughs> yeah, you press the. I mean, you, you know. CD, you know, CD player, they're pretty fail safe, but there is a button that press, if you press it, it, it stops it. Yeah. <laughs> you can place to put the button. You know? yeah. Why put the button there? Uh, put it underneath. Put it underneath. Underneath uh, the yeah. table so you can't knock underneath it. Underneath your pint. Yeah. <laughs> underneath your. Yeah, so, so that's the worst thing. I mean, there's nothing quite like the silence and everybody going, oh, like that. That's awful. It must be amazing when you pick a track and everyone's into it. Yeah. Must be great. Yeah, that's it's yeah. really lovely. Yeah, and, and every yeah. now and again when somebody comes up and says, what the bloody hell is this? And also yeah. sometimes uh, on occasions, if you play really obscure stuff and somebody comes up to you and says, you've just broke my Shazam. Oh, right. Oh, the as it, thing, yeah, 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 doesn't come has up. broken it as in it hasn't worked. Well, it, or it is they, they don't, that track's not, yeah, not available. Yeah, that's quite nice as well. You know, yeah, yeah. Not that we're trying to be elite, but it's nice when no. But it's nice that people sort of you know if, if anybody wants to you know wants to know you're not trying to keep things What's secret. The, what is the type of music then? What's the genre? Oh, uh, no genre really. No, no, impossible to say. Just across the board stuff. But nothing, but very rarely something that people would know. We, we throw in a few every now and again that just to sort of, you know, just to keep... Bit of Diana Ross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with Diana Ross. No, no, I'm not saying there's... No, I'm seems, not saying to be the, seems to be a disagreement on <laughs> what one should open one's set with. Any trouble with those Diana Ross records these days trying to buy them is there's a lot of damaged records out there, Diana Ross. Yeah, because they've been snapped over people's yeah. knees, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Double stack. Oh, I, I've got a question here, Steve, from someone on Twitter. Oh, where is it? Um, oh, this is, I told you it was rubbish. Oh, yeah, top three DJ set essentials. Oh, so I'm guessing uh, top three tunes. I think. Uh, really? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Or I don't know. That sounded like a good question to us. Uh, <laughs> we thought that. Yeah, they're three track. Three tracks. We go. I've got to, got to end with that. We got a, a favourite that we play. We play quite often, which people very little. A French progressive rock band from the seventies called Vaidoge, and the track Vilna. Uh, but don't go down. It's 13, 13 minutes long. Uh, um, <laughs> is that to get um, people to leave? That one is that. Like? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I don't know. Uh, battles Atlas, maybe. Oh, I know that. I yeah. know Battles Atlas. Great track. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a cracker. Fugazi track. Yeah, um, oh, talk, talk, colour of spring. Um, you know, oh, life is what you make. But we we'll sort of mix it up. We might play the Beatles every now and again. But we, we so we don't. We're not absolutely. You know, we. Uh, Joe's really into Roach. <laughs> oh great! <laughs> yeah. You, you, you ever slip in? Ever slip in a bit of cuddly toy? No, but um, we're, we're, we're open. Well, we're open. <laughs> yeah. you, we're open to offers. You can't know everything. Play cuddly toy, please. No. Do you take requests? Play cuddly toy again, please. I I played it twice at my wedding. Once as really? we left the church, and one as a, as our first dance. So oh right. Yeah. Uh, have you considered um, other songs? Other songs? No. Absolutely. <laughs> I've been I've been requesting to meet Roachford for years now, and he just went. I um. Well, my father, when he passed, I, I sort of retired roughly the same time my father passed away, and it seemed like that was the end of an era for that. So, anyway, he had, he had a his funeral, and my mother was involved in obviously in picking the music for, uh, for sort of not a particularly Christian 
uh, burning, but whatever. And um, so she said, well, like, you know, what did he, you know, what, what sort you know, and he said, she said, oh, it's like a circle of life, isn't it? So for some, somehow the Lion King track was played as my dad's coffin went through the, through the through the curtains, he would have pissed himself laughing. Sort of African theme tune. the one? Yeah, yeah, that one. He would have absolutely. I half laughing. It was one. Yeah. All these people going, "What the? What's this music?" It was lovely. The other side, John. The other B side. Yeah, it wasn't. There wasn't a lot of that being played in uh, working men's clubs in the seventies. <laughs> no. I don't think it would have been his choice of music. But it was great. That's amazing, <laughs> Dave. When you said you were nervous, say at the Crucible playing, you never looked nervous at all. Well, once you, you walk you, out, you, you hid it. Well, you hid it well. Once you walk out, you put in an act on in a way, even really? if you're not so trying. You're, you're in character, are you really? Sort of. Yeah, you're not. You're not. You're not. You're not trying to put an act on, but you're playing the part of a gladiator, sort. Yeah. Especially at the Crucible, because yeah. it's got that feel to it. So, yeah. See, if you want to see how nervous the players are, look them in. The, see them in the dressing room 15 minutes before they walk out. That's another. Really. Part. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's been people physically sick. You know, in, in the toilet. You know, and you know, people running. And then once they go out, then they're on autopilot a bit. You know, it's business as usual. They know how to knock the balls in, so they, their brain takes takes care of that and stops them being as nervous. But the bit before, it's like the dentist waiting room, come driving test, come exam, come job interview, mix it up in a blender and it's awful. Was that? I think you were like three or four frames in front when you walked out. Because I was going to say, is that what you were good at? You didn't kind of getting rid of the fact there was, you know, 20 million people watching. Perhaps, yeah. Although, yeah, it's an enjoyable process as well, even though it's a sort of love-hate relationship with it. But maybe also, you know, I was a little bit better than most of the players around at the time, so that helps. How? How were you? Yeah. Um, how did you get there? Oh, God. Uh, yeah, how, do, how I, did you get I to very... Uh, well, no. Because we, we, were, we were talking earlier. Is it like when you snooker... Obviously, because we're both... We're growing up, there was a lot of talk about the amount of practice you'd had to do do you think you obviously had to have did you have to have a certain like a be a natural or could you if you practiced 10 hours no. a day no 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 don't no. try it don't try it stick to your stick to the other stick to what stay no. in your lane stay in your, yeah um really you've got to have a natural but even the players that would be like so myself or whoever it might be that were considered to be a manufactured uh, robotic player we are still incredibly blessed with that particular knack of getting a ball in a hole with a stick right. that we are naturally gifted right to a, to to a weird degree right. uh, it's a bit of a freak so but not to the level of ronnie o'sullivan but but the differences are compared to the the rest of the people walking around is still a lot higher up there so you, you know, steve you saying that ronnie o'sullivan Nat- would have beaten you at your best. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Really? Totally, totally, yeah. Yeah, things move on. Things move on, you know. But but we were all... all every, anybody who's ever been to the Crucible Theatre for the World Snooker Championship as a player is incredibly talented. So- but they, they, they may hone it in a different direction right. so they look more robotic 
or they may not be as incredibly talented as the likes of Ronnie O'Sullivan, who is, you know, a, the one-off of incredibly talented people. But we all had the talent and we chose to, we chose to maybe go, okay, how do I, how do I try to make sure that I get more consistent so I don't have the ups and downs that is a, you know, it's a problem in sort of, you know, how are you feeling today, Bosh? Oh, I'm not so feeling so good. So you then work on your, the discipline of trying to have um, a method that may make you look more robotic, but you still got that talent. So, yeah, yeah, trying to think of players who, you know, that people know maybe doesn't really matter, but it's just the case that um, how do you go about being more professional once you've already established that you're good in the first place? And that, that's your work ethic, which is right. nothing to do with your talent. That's your mentality work ethic. Yeah. So all those players, if, it, if they hadn't done any practice, would still be the top 20 in the country, yeah. in the world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this 10,000 hours thing, it's an interesting, I think there was a guy, in the, uh, a journalist who liked golf, has done, I think he's given up now, he tried to uh, do a, a, a blog come YouTube channel um, on him trying to do 10,000 hours practice as a golfer to see if he could get down to scratch right. as a golfer. And uh, he got down to, I think, five handicap. He couldn't get any further because he didn't have the talent. Right. So he basically he's proven that it's not just the you know, 10,000, whatever it is. Yeah. Steve, I got to the final of my local pub pool <laughs> competition oh. and lost to a bloke called Kiwi who's banging to LSD. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. Well, there is a... Well, I got to the final. I was really proud, and I won 30 right. quid. No no drug testing? No, no, not in did, those did, days. Uh, did, 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 you, did you feel like you had an unfair advantage, or...? I thought I was good, Steve. I'll be oh, him, he was obviously, you know, if he was being... He was half. off his box, and he's beating you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> did you? that took me down a rung or two. That's your... I played... I played a guy called Mark Bennett from Wales back in the eighties, and uh, he liked a beer. There was a few players liked a beer back in the oh, day. That's what we loved. Not about. not a lot, but there was a few. And he yeah. he outplayed me, and I could smell you. He'd had a beer, right? <laughs> and it was that was really debilitating. It was really upsetting. yeah. But I yeah. did I did decide that maybe, and this is uh, uh, we, uh, me and my uh, friend Carver Starby, we wrote a book uh, called Medical Grade Music, which is about music and what we've done in it. You know how how things have happened that we now DJ together are in a band as well. Um, and at some stage in that book, I thought. You know, about the, the drugs in the the different worlds. And obviously, Snooker went down the drug testing road in the 80s to try and get it Olympic ready. So, uh, so all Snooker players from the 80s onwards have been drug tested, you know. But I thought it, could, it might be quite fun uh, now that I'm retired to, to do a YouTube channel where you actually played snooker on a variety of different things to see what it was I'm like. I'm prepared and, to fund that, Steve. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I, I know there is one on um, uh, uh, putting together flat pack IKEA furniture on oh, a variety of things. Oh, this is incredible. I think, it would be a, I think it would be a great idea. I mean, I know yeah. it wouldn't be good because... Yeah. We'll travel to you, set up the cameras, give you the drugs and leave you for four it hours. It would be a funny thing. It would just yeah. be a funny thing to do because obviously... Everybody goes, um, okay, uh, such and such got, got caught, you know, in the snooker world. And then the headline is drugs cheat. Yeah. As if, <laughs> as if they're trying to actually improve their, like, like anabolic yeah, steroids yeah. in the Olympics, yeah? <laughs> yeah. But so, you know, the, the, uh, I always felt it was a bit unfair on the people that were 
you know deciding what they wanted to take socially yeah it's not yeah when alcohol alcohol is the worst drug out there that yeah and then they were being called a drugs cheat when when they weren't trying to cheat just so happened that that you know they just had to have a nice weekend if i'd known this about you steve i'm not i I knew you were drugs mule (laughs) (laughs) i'm not Look, the Steve, <laughs> Steve is, is, Steve this, is, is holding this, up herbal remedies for his knees. Is this and is, is this and sanatogen? But I just think it would be funny. Yeah, it would oh, be 100%. a funny thing. I've always, yeah. I've always wanted to do in a controlled environment. Obviously, in a very, very safe place. Try, try drink driving. <laughs> You know, like in a field away from it. Oh, right. Oh, I see. Like, not where I'd yeah. ever be anywhere. Like, I'm 100 miles from any other person. Just parking. Just, yeah. yeah. See what your parking's see if, like. Yeah, see if I could parallel park. Well, uh, well uh, <laughs> I don't know what insurance policy you've got uh, on, for it's your It's pretty car, decent, but... to be honest with you. Well, you could try Tesco car park. That's quite a controlled <laughs> environment. I mean, there's only a few kids. Keep away from the kid where the bit... Yeah, the they play. Sk- they skateboard near there, so I feel... Yeah. Maybe I should go to the safari. Anyway, you know, it's not going to happen, but maybe well, just before I get put happen. in the home, just before I get put in the home, I'll try and if see we how can, it goes. If we can get six or seven different types of drugs, are you up for it? <laughs> <laughs> six or seven? Well, yeah, we'd, we'd have to do it over a long weekend because we'd have to hire a camera, so it'd be a hell of a weekend, Steve. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, there'd be some highs and lows. <laughs> I don't think you're going to get a one four seven again. Oh, well, well, I might. Well, you might. You might do. You might do. Or you might Turns think ketamine's really good for one four seven. You might do, but you you may make a one break and think it is a one four. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But what I probably could do is to try and convince Dennis Taylor. Uh, we could recreate the 1985 World Championship. Off your box. <laughs> No longer on the box, they're off the box. <laughs> I, can, I can see just see him with his glasses. Wow, that would be incredible. His glasses, glasses would look the right sleep. way up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. but, that's, but that's obviously yeah, that, that's that's once I've been sacked by the BBC as a commentator. Yeah, well, we're prepared to wait. Okay, well, let's let's make a date a bit like I think the Sparks guy said in, uh, when they were uh, at some stage they said they were going to be at um, standing at. Uh, Piccadilly at uh, uh, three o'clock in twenty years' time or something, and then the guy oh, turned put, up or something like that. What's today? Like May May the fourth, twenty thirty-two. Okay. Yeah, okay. We'll, we'll um, we'll, where should we meet and get off our box? <laughs> Where's a good place to get off your box? Um, um, I don't, I don't know. We're have, uh, as I, I say, we're prepared you. to travel to you. Well, so well what about the M twenty five? Somewhere on the M twenty five. Okay, uh, well, there have to be in Clackett Lane fun. Services. Do you know Clackett Lane South, South, Mims, South Mims. South Mims, South fine. Mims. South lorry, Mims. The lorry bit. <laughs> the lorry bit. Ten years' time. It has to be in ten years' time because I, you know, I seriously have to prepare for this. <laughs> and I'm not going to be prepared in, you know. I love the fact every now and then you get a little, oh, God, in a couple of years I've got to take LSD in South Mims. <laughs> God, it comes around quick, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, because you always think it's never going to happen. It does. It always comes around again, doesn't it? Steve, it's John David. Well, Where are you? We're here. <laughs> I'll, I'll um, I'll give you my agent's number. I'm sure that's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Be, Do you know what? Proud of you. He'll, I think having talked to him a bit, he'd be up for it. 
<laughs> well, Steve, it- I went to watch. I've been to watch snooker once at Ali Pali. It was about four or five years ago, and um, I turned up a bit late. That had they all, they were already playing. I don't know, but I had to sort of shuffle yeah, to my boom. seat. It's really quiet. Yeah, obviously, I had to shuffle my to my seat. You, one you- of the oh, sorry, one of the. Th- Memories I have is just really. Obviously, I was never going to do this. I just wanted to shout out like wankers. Do you know what I mean? Almost like jumping off a cliff. Yeah. It was so quiet, and everyone was paying attention and being respectful that I just wanted to break the tension. Did you? Did you have that when you were playing? That we get. Well, there's always there's always people want. There's always people who want to shout out. Did you? Did you want to shout out and scream? No, uh, no. I, most of the most of the profanity was said as you walk back to your chair, oh. so that the cameras couldn't pick it up. And um, the front row sometimes got it, but it wasn't the miking back in the eighties. And the, but they didn't mic everything up. I think they mic up the seats now. Right. Yeah, right. Um, so and the referees have mic'd up. But um, but it is so quiet in that room, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, you must have uh, heard people fart and stuff. Because is that quite? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's uh, that happens quite often. But um, <laughs> uh, I think most people, look, most people try and you know hold it, keep in, a muffler on it. But yeah. <laughs> uh, there was I a well-known player, who, well-known player who was uh, twenty-three stone back in the eighties. who used to drink a lot of beer. Uh, called Bill Worth, Canadian, uh, yeah. yeah. And um, he once leant on the table. To, to yeah, put his leg off over the edge to play a shot and <laughs> farted and then slipped back off the table. Tur- this is at the crucible, turned round to the crowd and went, Who did that? It does happen every now and again, but um, if you get a few idiots who want to shout out, want, want to be the person who shouts out when it's quiet, you get a few of those, but you know, you, you they, were close they, to being that idiot. They, they, well, it was just that. It was so sort of tantalising, that silence. Because well, there's, no, there's in, very few other situations where there's 300 people in a room yeah. and it's dead silent. Yeah. It's bizarre. And also, every now and again, every now and again, you get you know, the giggle loop. Every, you know, somebody's, somebody can't stop giggling. You know, that, that's, yeah. you know, that, that, that would be, room, that would be me. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, that, when, it's, when you're supposed to not, that's the time when that happens. Yeah. But, I, I, yeah, I, I, I think... Um, Oh, the other thing as well is, um, you know, that if you had Tourette's, um, that, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd feel upset if somebody who loves snooker but did okay. seriously have Tourette's felt that they couldn't go along. Yeah. Because we would, no, nobody would, you know, you know, nobody would mind no. other than the fact that, you know, it would you know, probably you know, be funny moments, but it would, I'd feel upset if that person could never go along to see a snooker match just because of that one thing. That's very sweet. Yeah. Maybe they could come to the off-the-box yeah. version where you're so off your head. You oh, uh, well, that's, that, that's, that's, that's going to be the tickets sold uh, ten years. Yeah. We put them on pre-sale now because we could... We could... <laughs> ten years of sales. We've got 60,000 people turning up at South Mims. <laughs> it's getting like that for final as it is so maybe we could do that um, <laughs> getting early the first like, they vip they they actually can get to have a go on the table before as yeah. well um and perhaps you could steve do- we had loads of questions sent in from listeners oh well, 
can I, can I can we this? run through can, can we I run read, through some can I read my I really want to read read this one is it okay go on this is from D, DJM Steve got a question right on they think it's all over once and was very pleased with himself and replied they don't call me Steve for nothing Nothing. He found this so funny that my family have used it ever since whenever anyone gets anything right. Not really a question, but I thought he should know. Love, Dan. That <laughs> oh, was, was my only input into that. Yeah, it seemed like the thing to say at the time. Yeah. So good. Oh. <laughs> well, that, that program had, a, that, that program had a, a limited amount of um, ad-libbing in it. Yeah, those those programs are fascinating. Uh, you know, like that's why I, that's why I like you know, would I lie to you? And eight out of ten yeah. cats are the two programs that seem on TV to be so so much more ad libbing than than the likes oh. of. They think it's all over. Never mind the buzzcocks. Where, where you know full well there's a lot of pre prep done. Um, yeah, the- and then the only bit that's the only bit that's ad libbing ad libbing is when the other team interrupt. Yeah, yeah. So. Well- yeah, but I mean, it's good fun to get a word. You get one joke. Have you done with yeah, it? Yeah, I loved it. it it's was good so much fun, fun, isn't it? I did it. Yeah. a couple of months ago, actually. Yeah, so I loved it's it. It's just a you just play. It's like yeah. Christmas morning, isn't it? You're just playing a game, basically. Yeah, it's just brilliant. And and like you know, the fact is, you you don't even know what you're going to be lying about. I don't the, the the parts of it you haven't got a clue. You read it you out, and then you've got up, then you realise as you're as you're trying totally, yeah. But then I watch Lee. Uh, I watch Lee. Um, uh, Lee. Uh, Lee Mac. Lee Mac. Lee Mac. Uh, I'm watching, and I, I, I don't know if I, I'm. He read out a card. Did I know it was a lie? I think I did. I don't know why. Perhaps it was on the. I don't, anyway, I watched him make up a load of bullshit on the spot. And he didn't know anything about it. what. What a star! On the spot, coming up with it. Incredible. He he's got yeah. he's got amazingly quick brain. I supported him a few gigs a few years ago, and his he does a bit at the end where he just Pete says shouts you know basically heckle me basically and people shout all this stuff and his they sort of haven't finished the end of their sentence and he's sort of constructed a a joke response. It's sort of a bit weird is how fast his brain works. And he says he, can't, he can only do that at the end of the set because it's, he wasn't showing off. He says, because it's so mind bending for the audience. You can't really follow it because he sort of just, wow. you just, you sort of leave, they leave the building going, what have I just seen? And it was just, yeah, it's mad. You can't really sort of, there's no one else like him, basically. He's got the quickest brain. Ridiculous. Funny bugger as well. Yeah. Steve, this is from Robert Hammond. Go for it, yeah. Sorry, look, how much... How much of a fine line is there between working out all the angles, lining up your next <laughs> shot, or just smashing the shit out of the pack and hoping for the best? <laughs> is that the last few years? That there are times. There are times. There are times when you feel like doing that, and there yeah. occasionally there are times when that's the right thing to do. Bizarrely, and it happened really? a couple of times. Yeah, but when you're when a guy snookers you and like you you can't see a way out of the shot without giving the other guy a shot, then sometimes it's the best policy to rip into him and try and mess the table up. And every right. now and again, you put one. And then there's no point in saying sorry, just walk around the table and mop them <laughs> up, to, hopefully. Do you have, I was going to say, do you have yeah, to but, pretend you haven't yeah. just... But the frustration... The I, I, sorry, go on, Steve. Yeah. Control smashing. Control smashing. 
bit delayed. What so. point in your career, Steve, did you feel like the balance was tipping and new guys were turning up and winning? Did you feel Stephen it? Hen- Stephen <laughs> Hendry. Yeah. Stephen Hendry in the 90s, all of a sudden I realised he was playing a more a, a modern-day aggressive style of play that I'd not had to delve into because I was probably I was able to control things as it was and and then all of a sudden he started being he was starting attacking more which was something that maybe had been not frowned upon but people say oh that's the wrong shot to go for and then all of a sudden he came along and proved it wasn't the wrong shot to go for and then the floodgates opened of more accurate more tightrope walk style players and I had to try and learn as an older dog to play shots in a different way, which was hard to do because you're setting your ways a bit. And then yeah. now, now the players are just incredible. What they, you know, they, they walk that, they walk the tightrope so many, so many times of playing a shot, knowing full well they could lose everything. Uh, yeah. it, they get it. They're, they're just yeah. so much more hardened and conditioned to that. So that was when it first started. So I started to realize, but yeah, you know, but in, in any sport you know, that, that's always, that's a popular sport. There's always people that come along, raise the bar up to another level. Steve Henry was very much that. And now Ronnie O'Sullivan, John Higgins, Mark Williams are ones that seem to have done that again. Hard to know how far they can move on from now because it feels like they're, they're probably like getting close to what's achievable for a human. Yeah. What was your last? What was your last great win, victory? Uh, the last time I won a match, uh, or the one you were proud of. Um, I won the Masters '97. That's ages ago, though. Now, well, I beat Ronnie O'Sullivan when he was supposed to beat me. My my best result recently was 2010. Even that's miles ago. Uh, when I beat. I beat John Higgins, who was the current world champion, and I was supposed to be just in the studio doing commentary and things, really. But I was still I, I qualified for Sheffield, oh, wow. and I beat John Higgins and got to the quarterfinals. And, and wow. I beat I beat John. And that was like, and I was over fifty. I think it was fifty three. Yeah, fifty three. And it felt like yeah, a match I shouldn't have won. That was that was like better than winning world championships. Yeah. I, yeah. I, looking back at the gods, looking back at the gods of snooker now, you look at Doug Mountjoy. Yeah, thought, well, he's sixty odd there, and then you, and he's like, oh no, he's thirty two. <laughs> <laughs> when when Dennis Taylor won, really Dennis, was like twenty six. <laughs> well, when Dennis Taylor won the world championship, he was thirty five. Fuck, was he? Yeah, crazy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Shit. Yeah, so Ray Reardon was the oldest world championship winner um, at the Crucible ever. I forget exactly, but Ronnie's just beaten him. So Ronnie's now the oldest ever winner of the World Snooker Championship. Was he 40? Like 46, I think. 46. 46 or 47, something about that. Yeah. But like, it's like, it's like policemen, they look a bit younger all the time. <laughs> My granddad played Joe Davis, Steve. Yeah, he played. He played county level. He played Joe Davis and won a frame. Was he on LSD? Oh. Was he on LSD? Oh. Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> so. he, was, he was doing some show called Off Your Box. Yeah. <laughs> it's never yeah. took off in the seventies, but they're bringing it back. Of <laughs> one of the. Can I, this, this question I want. Where's the um, Where's the question? I can't remember which from. Here we go. Oh yeah, what What was it like being on Big Break? <laughs> Which I thought was a great question. Oh, wow! <laughs> when it first when it first came on, I thought, "Oh, this is not good for snooker." But 
it actually was great fun for snooker. There was a, 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 a swathe of kids who grew up watching Big Break who became snooker fans as a result of that programme. It, well, it, it was a, it was of its time. The best, the best bit about Big Break was when Tony Drago went on once because they were giving they were giving prizes uh, of a usually it was a holiday they were giving out. They'd moved on from caravans and speedboats from the darts world. Um, and um, it was a holiday, you know, Australia for two weeks or something. So yeah. the, the person who was answering the questions to try and get as many questions right for the player to then try and knock the balls in as that's in right, a time yeah. frame. Uh, and that's how it worked. So the end of it was uh, the more questions they got right, the more reds got taken off the table. And then the guy had yep. uh, a minute to try and or go yeah. a minute to pop the ball. And um, Tony Drago, first ever time Tony Drago was one of the fastest players in the game. Uh, he, he knocked the balls in, in like, you know, well, well amount of time. Yeah, you know, hey, everybody's like, Tony Drago's going, yay! Thinking that he had also won a holiday to Australia. When they just gave him his hundred, when they just gave him his hundred quid, he was like, he was crestfallen. <laughs> Oh dear! Oh, that's great. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. Imagine that, Tony Drago on holiday with a bloke who's won it with him. All right, Tony, <laughs> fancy going for lunch? <laughs> I really, really wish I could have taken the wife. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, fucking so, should we sort of give you, give you your time back now, Steve? But you've got an album coming out, haven't you? In June. Yeah, well, I've also, yeah, things have gone gone stranger in as much as uh, not only have I sort of been involved DJing, but I, I've actually sort of stumbled upon a, a piece of musical equipment called um, a modular synthesizer, which doesn't require 10,000 hours practice. It's all wires, no no keyboard. So I've started to mess around making music. The end result of that is with my two friends, Mike York and Carvis Tarabi, we've, we've also got a band with records out and have played... We've what? also played, I've played on a stage playing live music oh, and we've got, a, we've got, yeah. So yeah, even that's, an, it's another, it's another, another nerve wracking level. I think I can't get away from it. I don't know why I'm doing it to myself, but. Are these all, are these all instrumentals? Yeah, there's mo- yeah, mainly instrumental music. Yeah. And um, so we, we've got a load of shows coming up in June. I've got to start, Oh. Well, we just play improvised music, but uh, we've got a couple of, yeah, we've got an album coming out in, uh, in, um, in June as well. But no, I don't want to, yeah, it's that. No, it's that sell it, sell year, it. But, got... um, but I, I remember, well, we, our, 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 it's, it's not for everybody, but it's like electronica style music, sort of maybe if you were into a lot of German 70s stuff, like maybe Tangerine Dream, maybe, um, Pop Over, um, sort of film soundtracky stuff, maybe, uh, uh, stuff like that. It's hard to know. Electronica would it would come under, and we made a we made a first album which was just by accident really. And then we went along to the record label Rocket Recordings and said, "Do you, do you fancy this?" And they came back went actually, even though there's a snooker player in a band, we'll go for it. And then they went, but you will have to do gigs to promote it. And the other wow. two lads went. The other two lads went, "Yeah, of course." And I went, <laughs> "Yeah." Then I started realizing what that actually meant. So wow. uh, and our second once again, bizarrely, our second ever gig was at Glastonbury in the Crow's Nest. And I just it's mad. That must be such a lovely feeling. 
it's incredible. It's, yeah. it's better when you come off stage. It's terrible beforehand. It's that's like the snooker room dressing room at the Crucible, just as bad. What, what are you worried about when you go on that you won't be like welcome or yeah, yeah? Well, no, messing it up. Yeah, but we're improvising. But even so, you feel like you might be messing. You know, if it goes well, wrong, that's, or scary, that's scary, isn't it? Improvising because you might scary. Yeah. That's why. That's why I do think I'm. I'm a bit of a you know the adrenaline thing. You clearly of. are. Clearly are. That's insane. Yeah. I must be. I must, yeah. But you're yeah, not coming. So are you they, not playing so, down in Devon? Are you? Falmouth. How are you? Falmouth yeah. on the somewhere. What about Brighton? Bristol. Yeah, we're at Bristol at Green Door Store. Brilliant. In June, I don't know. It's got the date somewhere. I don't know. But yeah, with Brighton. Yeah, Brighton's a lovely place to play. Well, Bristol, where, where are you Brighton. playing in Brighton? Yeah, the, the, I think it's the Green Door Store. Oh, oh the is that in Brighton? The one underneath. The, I hope so. Green Door Store, Brighton. Oh yes, it's underneath the railway station. Oh, it's just great venue. Far, yeah, on the I know. I never knew what it was called. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah, we're there in uh, sometime in June. We've DJed there as well. It's a great, it's a great place. Yeah, but, but, but look, listen, there's there's a lot of music heads in Brighton. It's a great place. Oh, it's, it's music yeah. mad down here. Bloody brilliant! Yeah. Well, is there is there um list of dates we can put? I'll on put there? you on the guest list, but 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 what? once you're in, we we got we have security <laughs> to stop people getting out. You lock the door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Clunk clunk <laughs> clunk. <laughs> Bed in. Yeah. And and the band's called uh, the Utopia Strong. Yeah, the Utopia, Utopia Strong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, don't ask me why. Just yeah, it is yeah. Right, we'll, but we'll, um, put your, um, we'll put your tour dates on yeah. there. On oh, it's some yeah. Stuff. Thanks so much for doing this, Steve. Listen, listen, thank you. Listen, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm like, I'm just, I'm, I'm in, I'm in awe. I'm sort of on, you know. Absolutely it's, hopefully, we've had a laugh. Wrong way round. Oh, really? Okay, fair enough. <laughs> when you listen to the introduction, it's just us going, oh, God, he's going to hate us. Oh, God. <laughs> we, we, right, I've got to tell you this. We met this morning at nine and discussed what, how to... Oh. How, to what, how do we get Steve <laughs> Davis to like us? Like us? <laughs> <laughs> I want to come away thinking Steve Davis likes me. How do we make this happen? <laughs> <laughs> well, well this is well, come, come uh, please, please, if 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 you're if you're around I'd, on that day, I'd love come to, to. Come, to, come to Brighton. Yeah, have a, we have a laugh. It's, oh, yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to, Steve. That'd be amazing. I cannot wait. Great. Yeah. Great. I think okay. I'd come to the Bristol. When's the Bristol one, Steve? Oh, uh, without looking them up, I'll have a look. Uh, hold on, one minute. Hold on a minute. I can tell you. Not that, not this. This should, this shouldn't be on the thing because this is the. Uh, uh, oh, here we go. I've got them here. Uh, Brighton's the thirtieth of June. Thirtieth June and car. Well, there's no, there's no Bristol. Bristol's the sixteenth of June. Oh, it's not on the tour dates on your website. I'm going to come with my wife. I'm bringing my wife as Great. well. Great. Yeah. Really. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> really. <laughs> we. Yeah. We, be the end of your relationship. You yeah, <laughs> we've we've had okay, our tougher well, times. Well, Steve, you're looking well, very can... nervous. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> you can help us. You can help us drink our rider. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Get stuck in. Yeah. Here we go. Is it's it... a good well. The one in Brighton. That's a great. Well, both those places. Strange, strange brew in Bristol. It's a great music venue, and Green yeah. Door Store is a great music venue, and they got good. They got, both have got great beer on. So that's assuming you're a beer drinker. So. Well, I'm, I'm, yeah. 
Thanks, Steve. No, thank you so much, uh, Steve. I, for doing this. Pleasure. Thank you. I Thanks, Joe. Yeah, really, pleasure. Really lovely. Thanks for inviting me. Pleasure. Oh, can we ask one one other thing? Obviously, obviously all this, all the, all the stuff we talked about, it's not going to go out, is it? <laughs> no, no, no. No, this is for us. <laughs> I'm just going to. No, no, we're just no. going to play this for our wives. Um, you're, right. a big Chol- you're a big Cholton fan, aren't you? Oh yeah. Can we nah. be, be your big Cholton fan? Is that no, right? I'm not. Oh, you're not. No. Oh. And when I was when I was ten. Ah, ah, right. Forget it. Are you late in Orient? Um, no, I don't. They, I don't particularly. My, uh, Barry Hearn was part of like was chairman of late late Orient. He dragged me into it, that world uh, of football. But it's just for me. It's just I'm with David Mitchell uh, and he's um he's advert. The the, the the advert, the spoof of the Sky advert. I mean, yeah, it's just a, the never-ending game of football and they just fall over. <laughs> I'm not a football. Right, okay. They just fall over to get advantage, you know? Yeah. It's falling over all the time. Yeah. Why stay on their feet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's backfired. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, it should have ended about two minutes ago. My fault, my fault. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, yeah, yeah. we will let you go now, Steve. Thanks so much. You don't know how much this means to us. Oh, really? Okay, well, it's very kind. Thank you very much. No, okay, but, uh, keep in touch as well. We can sort it out. Yeah, definitely. 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 Okay, that'd be great. Cheers, Cheers Steve. Thanks. Thank you. Take care. Cheers. Cheers. Bye bye.